You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. In the fall each year we all congregate The bounce all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia fame Ain't nothing finer in the lane Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. I'm Herschel Gurley here as always with my co-host, Boss Dog. Boss, bark at the people. Well, we had football and it sure was ugly, but a win's a win and I'll take a win over a loss any day of the week. So we're going to do a quick rapid reaction to the game against Arkansas, the victory over the Hogs. Going to talk a little bit about what we liked and probably a lot about what we didn't like and what's going to happen going forward to next week against Auburn. Yeah, just a little rapid reaction here while everything's fresh. You know, I guess as the saying goes, I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty, right? So, hey man, I'd much rather be us than like LSU tonight. So, uh, 1-0 is 1-0, so that's a good thing. But, um, you know, some interesting stuff. Uh, I will just kind of start off by saying... It seemed to me early that the plan was offensively to fling it a little bit. Um, I think we probably all expected that a little bit just because that seemed to be what the focus was going to be was to try and open things up and and move the ball downfield a little more. Uh, they seemed to do that, but uh, just didn't have a lot of success early. Offense just felt, I don't know just felt uneven to me, felt stagnant, like they were trying to find their footing and just couldn't couldn't kind of get that one play to get them going downhill and get rolling. I mean, is that how you felt too, watching it? It felt like the game plan going in was definitely to sling the ball around. You wanted to get Dwan comfortable and passing the ball down the field and definitely wanted to, you know, open up the offense, kind of like Kyrus had brought up, um, you know, last week said there was going to be an explosive offense, something we had ever seen from Georgia, but the execution just wasn't there. I mean, there was no running game and there were so many penalties in the first half that Georgia could never find a rhythm. Every time they had, you know, a positive play, you know, you get a 10 yard holding penalty or, you know, an offsides that puts them in, you know, second and 15. It just, every time they had a positive play, they got backed up. And, You know, I mean, thank God for the defense because the defense, you know, shut down Arkansas other than that one drive and really that one play. 
where um, Richie got caught looking in the backfield and, you know, got burnt. Um, where Felipe, Felipe uh, broke out, you know, broke contain on the outside, uh, you know, throw a bomb. He made a good play, you know. But at the end of the day, defense played great and the offense just, you know, in the first half was just stuck in neutral. Mainly, actually stuck in reverse the majority of the time. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, the the big things that stood out to me in the first half, I mean, the main one was tons of penalties, right? I mean, just I think there was almost 90 yards in penalties in the first half. I think they ended with something like 112 or 120, somewhere in there, um, with 90 that was coming in the first half. So obviously a lot of things going backwards, which is not great. Um I also thought that, to your point, I thought the defense played great. I thought that, you know, it looked like they lost contain or or there was a leak on the back end on the on the long play. Um, you know, it wasn't like a straight draw back and throw. He kind of moved the pocket out and kind of broke that outside contain. And then, dude, they made a nice throw and made a nice play. So I, that kind of is what it is. But I thought the defense looked stellar and really just stout. I mean, their their running game was non-existent. Uh, at no point in the game was Rakeem Boyd a factor at all. Um, and so they looked phenomenal, really great at the point of attack. And I thought the secondary really settled in as it pertained to the second half. I mean, I think in general, the game was a tale of two halves. First half was, it was just a mess in a lot of ways. Um, and hey, God bless Jake Camarda, right? I think for me, he's probably the MVP of the game. Um, he he averaged 50 yards a punt tonight and uh, had a 63-yarder and had five punts go inside the 20. I think I saw a stat at halftime that Arkansas starting field position in the first half was the 12-yard line, 13-yard line, something like that. Uh, and, and so I really think him flipping the field that way and keeping them working with a long field gave us an opportunity to find our footing because – if they had had some short fields and had put some points up, I think it puts a lot more pressure on the offense, don't you think? Because I, I think then, I don't care who had been playing quarterback, there's some more urgency to score, and maybe that's not the best case scenario when you're trying to find your footing a little bit. Camarda was the MVP of the game. It, it definitely, you know, this was his best game um, or his second best game other than Auburn last year in his career where he won SEC Team Player of the Week, and I'd be shocked if he didn't get it. Again, or SEC Player of the Week, and I'd be shocked if he didn't get it again this week. I mean, he was pinning them, you know, inside the 10, inside the 20, you know, left and right, making them, you know, drive, you know, 80 to 90 yards every single drive. And with our defense, you know, that's going to be tough for any team, much less a team like Arkansas that, you know, just struggles on offense. Yep. So, now their one touchdown drive, they did yep. drive 91 yards, but that was an anomaly compared to the rest of the game. So the offense could never get on track, and it's, you know, started great field position the majority of the game, especially in the first half, started a couple drives in Arkansas territory, one drive at the 20, and then Trey Hill has a couple of bad, you know, has a bad snap, and, you know, nothing drives me more crazy than bad snaps to the point to where they even moved Erickson um, to center for a while, but... It seemed like when with Dwan at quarterback, he was trying to do, he was trying to, you know, score points every single play or have a big chunk every single play, as opposed to just taking what the defense was giving him. And when Stetson came in, it seemed like Stetson was just, you know, if it was there, he'd take it and, you know, whatever the defense would give him. 
and getting little chunk plays, you know, here and there. If it was an eight-yard play, it was an eight-yard play. If it was a two-yard play, it was a two-yard play. It didn't really matter. But with Dewan, it felt like he was just trying too much. You know, I mean, first collegiate start, first game jitter, stuff like that. But the offense was definitely stuck in reverse in the beginning of the game. Yeah, I think what, what folks always talk about when you have somebody who is more experienced is that the game seems a little bit slower to them. And I thought you could see that tonight between Dwan and Stetson. It, it just looked like at certain points Dwan was a little frantic, to your point, maybe sometimes trying to you know, score 28 points with one throw, right? Like it just felt like he was trying to do everything all at once. And I think sometimes because the game seemed a little sped up for him, he made some questionable decisions. The one that really stuck out to me was there was a third and eight in Arkansas territory. He flushes out of the pocket, does a great job getting out of the pocket, uh, evades contain and gets down the right sideline. And he just steps out of bounds with about seven yards in and, I could have easily gotten the first down either with a lunge or kind of reaching over. Just seemed like there was a, a lack of awareness on that play. And I don't think that has anything to do with Dwan not being aware. I just think it has to do with the fact that he was a little sped up at that point. Um, but but just stuff like that made you think, you know, maybe maybe he's, he's playing a little too fast right now and not letting the game come to him. Um, I did see some commentary on social media that uh, I think Aaron Murray made some comments that, you know, it was a quick pull and should have let him get some his feet under him and, and let it roll. Um, and maybe that's true. But at the same time, you know, time can get slim pretty quick. Right. And coach staff obviously thought six or seven drives in that they needed to make a move. And so they made it. I mean, uh, were you surprised? I was surprised. Um, I mean, I, I think at that point they needed some kind of jolt, but I was a little surprised that they, that they pulled him that quick. Well, my first concern was is that he got hurt because if you remember, he took that huge hit towards the sideline before the the drive, before the play you're talking about where he went out of bounds yeah. a yard before the third down marker. And then he was pulled, not the next drive, but the drive after that where he had the bad snap, um, right after the bad snap. And I think the reason he was pulled, it was that he had two mental errors in a row. He went out, uh, or he went out a yard uh, short of a third down run. And then he had the mental snap where the ball hit him. It wasn't a great snap, but it hit him right in the hands and it went past him and it took him, it, it took points off the board. And I think that that, and you know how coach smart is take points off the board. Yeah. You're not going to be playing quarterback. He, you know, that, that changes the game and that puts three points on the board, at least in his mind, that puts three points, but I think they were at the 20 yard line at that point. It's a 22 yard loss, give or take. And then they got to pump the ball. So I think that, he thought that at that point in time that Stetson was at least going to protect the ball, you know, a la Jake Fromm, you know, last year, and that that was the better option at that point with the way the offense was going. And I'm not saying that if Dwan had come in that he wouldn't have that if he would have stayed in he would have wouldn't wouldn't have calmed down, but. I mean, we, we're never going to know at this point. Um, really, the main thing is focusing is going forward and really what's going to happen at this point. Is, is it Stetson next week or is it Daniels if he's cleared? Is it Dwan, um, you know, based off this week of practice? I This could be an ongoing thing every single week. This is definitely not what I was expecting to, you know, be talking about uh, after this game. Yeah, I got a few points on that. First one is uh, I think it's a great point about, you know, now – I think there's even more unknown going into next week, right? Because 
I think some of the expectation was, well, if if JT Daniels isn't cleared, Dewan will play week one, kind of get his feet under him a little bit, and then be ready for that stretch run with Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, kind of the murderer's road to open things up, right? And now what? Because obviously JT's not cleared, and I don't know how confident they are that he's going to be cleared. Um, so because of, I don't know, did, I read an article, maybe it was this week or last week that I guess he had a procedure back in December to clean up some things from the original ACL surgery. So maybe that pushes the timetable a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I did think it was positive that he was fully dressed today. Um, but who knows? Uh, that'll be a storyline. Obviously everybody's going to be watching. Uh, I do want to speak on Stetson's performance just because I did think the, the tenor of the offense changed a little bit when he came in. He seemed a lot more content to just take what the defense offered. Um, in some instances, I think, and this is normal, right? With just lack of experience. I think Duan was trying to do too much in certain situations, which it, uh, again, it's his first collegiate start. So, um, uh, not, su- not a surprising thing, but I did think Stetson kind of slowed things down a little bit. He looked a lot calmer, um, I just thought sitting in the pocket, he was very calm. Sometimes it almost looked like he was just holding the ball down by his side, right? Like it almost looked like he wasn't even going to throw. He was just so like lax in the pocket. Um, and that seemed to translate a little bit. I thought they they calmed down a little bit. They just seemed a little anxious. And uh, obviously coming off a weird offseason, so uh, not totally abnormal. I thought the best play made all night was maybe the two-point play where he breaks contain, comes out of the pocket on the right side and makes the lunge for the pylon. I mean, that was a that was an athletic play. Um, I thought his legs were surprising. I mean, I know we had read that he had been athletic and obviously he was the mirror for Baker during the Rose Bowl lead up. And that's when he kind of got the juice to start. That's when the program started talking about him because Mel Tucker was talking about how great he was. But, uh, I thought he made some good plays with his legs tonight, extended some stuff, made some runs. Um, so yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, I also thought it was good that Kirby got Dwan back in the game at the end. Um, he obviously knows that this is a fluid situation. And I think from a com- confidence perspective, he wanted Duan to have some more time and to be able to see some more stuff and make some more plays. So uh, I thought all that was good. But yeah, that obviously going to be a huge storyline going into next week because big game, man. I mean, Auburn looked pretty good today against Kentucky, I thought. Seth Williams looked great. Uh, Seth Williams and George Pickens, I mean, realistically are the same type of receiver. I think... Mm-hmm. I think Pickens is a little bit more athletic at this point in time, but they have the same build. They have the same, but I, I, if I had to pick the more athletic of the two, I would say Pickens is a little bit more athletic, but I mean, you know, they're both just stud receivers and I think they're both going to be studs on Sunday as well. Talk, uh, talk a line with me. I, I felt, I felt like they didn't get a lot of push in the first half. They seemed to be getting beat at the point of attack. I thought Arkansas won that battle all throughout the first half. And I thought just from attrition, because of the number of plays that Georgia ran, they started to wear them down in the second half. I mean, what did you see? You know, it's tough on the players. It's tough on, you know, the the quarterback. It, it's, it's tough on everybody just to find that cohesion. And if they don't find a five quick, it's it's going to be a long season for the offensive line, especially on that right side. Cleveland did not look good today other than a couple of plays that I saw. I saw him get yanked. Schaefer did not look really good in the first half. Um, Hill looked good, better at guard than he did at center. Um, and I mean, I, I'll go back and watch the game tomorrow, but that's just, you know, from my 
first, you know, watch through today. Now, granted, there was emotion involved in it today because, you know, as a fan, but my first watch through today, the offensive line, the right side did not look good at all. I'll make one more offensive point, then I want to talk about the defense. But uh, 12 guys had catches tonight, uh, so I thought that was great. There was a lot of distribution of the ball, and a lot of freshmen got run tonight. Uh, I thought Jermaine Burton flashed a couple times. Um, we had heard a lot about his speed and his explosiveness just from, you know, the different sound bites that had been coming out of camp. And I thought that showed tonight. He had a couple burst plays where you went, oh boy, like he's, he's going to be, he's going to be all right. Um, Matt Landers had a nice route and catch tonight. I thought on the, on the dig route, um, thought that was a good play. Darnell Washington is a grown man. Um, I don't, I don't know if it did or it didn't. I don't, it, maybe it made him look bigger wearing that zero, but he looked like a grown man, brother. Um, I, but I did like that. The, I thought the tight ends were involved. I think three different tight ends had catches tonight. So that's good. Um, I liked that. I liked, I liked the play calling tonight. I, I didn't at any point say, oh, this is boring, or man, I know what they're going to do. I, I thought there was some good variety, and I liked some of the scheming and you know, the route concepts looked a little different than last year. So I was excited about that. Um, I am curious to see how JT Daniels will eventually fit into that picture because obviously he's a big time talent. So we'll see on that. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of unknown going into next week on that. Oh, last thing. I, I thought Zeus in the limited touches that he had looked very confident running the football. He seems healthy. And uh, I thought he had burst. I thought he had burst on a couple plays and he's going to be a problem for people. And I do think they're going to have to make a more concerted effort to try and get him 20 carries. Uh, I just, he, he's special. And they don't need to just run him up the gut. Like in the first half, it seemed like that's just what they wanted to do. They wanted to run him, you know, a gap, a gap, a gap. And then as soon as they started running him off tackle, um, he was getting, you know, five to, you know, 10 yards a pop. It seemed like every time in the second half. And then every time they ran him a gap, it was like two to three yards. Like we weren't getting any push in a gap, but as soon as you ran him off tackle, he was getting big chunks every time. And you're right. He's that cut he made on the touchdown run, even though it was a six yard run, but that little cut, he has confidence in his knees again. And that's huge for, you know, some for a running back coming off two ACL tears, you know, to have that confidence in your knees again, to be able to make that cut. That's huge. Kiaris had a nice game tonight. Yeah. Kiaris, Kiaris look, Kiaris look good. Kiaris looks, and he, he looks really confident too. I mean, he was never fully healthy last year. He never really recovered. I think it was from the broken hand that he had or um, broken arm that he had against Vanderbilt. He never fully recovered from that, Um, but he had a very nice game tonight. Yeah, I, I thought he provided some good energy. Um, I think he led the team in catches and and maybe yards tonight. Uh, had a couple good returns uh, in special teams. So I, I thought he was a nice spark plug for them tonight, and um, I, I was happy to see that. Defensively, uh, first and foremost, let, let's just say it, two words, N'Kobe Dean. He was everywhere. I felt like I saw 17 all over my TV screen tonight. Um, so he, has, he certainly lived up to – the billing that everyone has has had for him in this offseason. I felt like people talked about him a lot. I thought Monty flashed a lot. I thought he had a real nice game. Um, you know, first play of the game, he's in the backfield. I mean, he 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 played well. And uh, the element that stuck out to me is Julian Rochester played a good ball game tonight. And I know we've talked about him a couple times on the podcast, but I thought he made a couple plays tonight where he really popped and flashed. So I was excited for all three of those guys. 
gotta talk about our boy Richie. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad. He had the two picks, but he got caught looking in the backfield when uh, Frank's broke contain. He took two steps up and left his guy wide open on that touchdown. So, you know, you gotta take the good with the bad with him. I mean, he was all over the field. You know, he had that huge hit on the tight end to break up a pass at one point, and then two plays later, he's beat oh, for a touchdown. Yeah. You know, it's just. Take the good with the bad with Richie. He's going to make some great plays, and he's going to make another play where you're going to be like screaming at your TV at him. But I, I mean, I love Richard LeCount, so not, I can't say you know many bad things about him. But that one play, it's like I'm screaming at my TV, you know, rat trap. Like, and I think I texted you that too at the same time when it happened. I was like, oh my god. But um, I mean, the defense, yeah. the defense. Yeah, he, t- he took the bait. He took the bait again tonight, but. I mean, I he took the bait I think, again. Yeah. I do think overall he played he played well. He had a couple monster just tone setting hits, and then um, dude, that second pick was pretty. I mean, that was a that was a magnificent football play. He essentially one hands it yeah. at, at the high point and, and brings it in. I mean, that was a that was an awesome awesome play. I was also pumped for Eric Stokes. I mean, that was great. Step in front of that ball and take it to the house. Anytime yeah. you get a defensive house call, you feel great about that. So. And that's the first pick six since Mo Smith. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. That's the first pick six um, since two, since Kirby's first year. That, that I, you, you don't think realize that because that's not the first defensive touchdown, but that's the first pick six. So really happy for Eric Stokes. Let's talk about Nolan real quick. Nolan had uh, one and a half sacks tonight. One of them being, in my opinion, maybe the most important sequence in the game. Um, Arkansas recovers the fumble at midfield and they go on to have like the 11 play four minute drive that puts them at first and goal with them up uh, seven, five. And at that point, the offense literally looked like they were stuck in concrete and, you know, 14, five would have felt a whole lot different than 10, five at that point. And they go from first and goal at the six to third and goal at the three. And on third down, no one has that big sack gets good penetration shuts that drive down and they have to kick the field goal. It'll keep it at 10-5. And for me, that was a really, really big sequence because I thought emotionally and momentum-wise, that would have been a big turn for them to go up nine, two-score game at that point with the way the offense was playing. I thought it gave the offense some breathing room to get their feet under them a little bit and not feel so anxious and feel like they had to kind of hurry and, and get moving. So um, big, big game from Nolan and – uh you know, I saw Aziz a lot tonight, too. I thought he flashed a lot tonight. Um, I felt like I saw 13 a bunch. So, defense looked fast, man. They looked really, really fast. Yeah. they. I mean, it, every play, even the plays where they, that Arkansas did get chunks, it felt like there were three or four Georgia defensive players around the ball. Like, uh, there were a couple plays, I think, where they got, like, 20-plus yards, and there were still three Georgia players right there to make the play for the tackle. So, I mean, you don't want to see them give up 20-plus yards, but at the same time, I mean, that's going to have to get cleaned up. One thing that really I was surprised about, I mean, we brought we brought heat today. And yeah, maybe that's, that's because we – Maybe maybe that's because we weren't really scared about Frank's beatness with his legs. I don't think we're going to see that very much next week with Knicks because Knicks is a much more mobile quarterback than um, than Frank's. But it just there was there was some blitzing, which you don't see very much. You know, you have not seen very much from a Kirby defense at Georgia. You saw it more with when he was at Alabama, but you have not seen that very much from a Kirby defense at Georgia, which was it was a nice change, even though it you know did not really work that much in the first half you know 
Franks hit a couple slants that, you know, where Tyreek got beat on a couple slants that went for like 20 plus yards, which was kind of frustrating because Tyreek did not have the greatest game today. I didn't think. No, he didn't. He he was on the screen in, in some bad ways tonight. But, you know, I think that's just that's part of the learning curve. I mean, this is his first full game where he was start to finish in the mix. And uh, you know, gonna have to he's gonna have to adjust. I mean, that's this is part of it. But uh you know, they I thought in general they looked good. Jalen Carter looked good in the time he had. Um he is a he is a big fella. And he is got just some great violence at the point of the atta- at the point of attack and I'm gonna tell you something man he's gonna be special really really special um yeah I, I liked what I saw of the D what, what did Arkansas had something like I don't know 80 yards rushing or something like that I think they averaged like 2.9 a carry uh, but I mean that that running game was non-existent that was yeah, it was it was nil to your point too about the rushing I think we had talked about that I, I do think part of that is Kirby feels good about the back end and they're going to bring some more heat. And I do think there was a little bit of a cumulative effect with that tonight. I thought there were some times like on the first interception with, with the t- dude, that tight end that leaked out on the first interception from Franks, he was open and Franks had happy feet. I think cause he'd been hit a few times and he throws that uh, throw over the tight end's head. And that's the first one Richie got like, I mean that, I th- I think that was part of the scheme was he had happy feet after that because he got popped a few times and that was from them bringing heat all night. And so I hope that continues to be the plan because I, I think that will, that will be effective. Um, so yeah, uh, one other play I want to mention talking about them playing fast, kind of a throwaway play, but there was a play in the fourth quarter. I think it was a third down play. Um, Arkansas hits a guy in the flats. Dude, major burns comes out of nowhere, nowhere closes, in just just lightning quick and so yeah i just thought it was good to see that out of major burns i mean number one that he's getting a little bit of a playing time at the end of the game as a freshman but i mean just was explosive so yeah i was thrilled with the defense thought special teams played really well like i said for me jake camarda probably the mvp because i think he kept them in the game and kept them in favorable situations for a long time and now we got some i think real storylines going into Deep South Soldiers rivalry next week. So what are the, I guess, the big points you're you're looking for as we lead into that to kind of close things out? Biggest thing for me, everybody's going to talk about the the quarterback. Uh, I mean, that that's obviously the biggest storyline, but that's going to play out over the entire season. For me, it, it all starts up front. And being, you know, a former lineman, that's just what it's always going to be about for me. Because if the big uglies don't block, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is because he's going to be on his back and the line and the running backs are going to be on their back. So the right side of the offensive line has to get fixed quick. Uh, the center Trey Hill needs to, whatever's going on with, with Trey. I, I haven't seen that from him before. Like he reminded me of uh, Andre Garad back when he was with the Cowboys snapping it over Roma's head all the time. Um, that has to get fixed quick. Uh, it just, Whatever's going on with the offensive line, that needs to get sorted. And once that does, we'll figure out the quarterback situation from there. But I feel like the quarterback situation is going to be a storyline all season. But the offensive line doesn't have to be. So let's fix it, fix the offensive line as quickly as possible and then figure out the quarterback from there. Um, defense is going to carry the team all season. Uh, it just is what it is. It's going to be like last year. We're going to have some ugly, ugly games and it's just it is what it is this is who this team is we're going to be a ground and pound team and we're going to have some great you know 
we're going to be more creative on offense and the it's going to be the quarterback's job just to get, deliver the ball. And we're going to have to hope for the best with whoever is behind center. Yeah. I think at least for these first few weeks, they are going to have to lean on the defense until they can figure something out on offense, whether it's Stetson or whether it's Dwan or whether JT gets cleared and it's JT. Uh, I, I think the offense is going to have an acclimation period, which I really shouldn't be. I don't guess that big of a surprise with all the with all the kind of musical chairs at quarterback. So we'll just have to kind of ride that boat for a little bit and hope that the D can can stand up and and be a wall for a little while while everybody else gets comfortable. Uh, good news out of tonight is I didn't see anything on Twitter. Um, didn't hear anything in Coach Smart's post game press conference indicated there was any injuries. So it seems like everybody came out healthy. Uh, so that's a that's a big positive for Week One. And hopefully that continues into week two. So, again, not exactly the prettiest win, but with that late field goal, they, they did cover the spread. So, or at least covered most spreads, I think. I think some lines got up to 27 and a half, but close enough, right? Yeah. The spread, like we, said, were look, the spread we were looking at covered. Yeah. A win's a win's a win. I mean, really, in this this weird season, I mean, look at Oklahoma today. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State for the second yeah. year in a row, and Oklahoma lost to Arkansas State two weeks ago. I, I mean – a win's a win's a win. Uh, the, and that's this season, just win, survive in advance. That's how I'm going to look at every week yep. this year. I, I don't care if we win by one or a hundred, just win. I'm the same. I'm the same, brother. One or no is better than no and one. So um happy that they got the win. Happy that dogs football was back on our TV today. It was certainly a joyful day. Uh, enjoyed, enjoyed the hell out of it and can't wait for, for the next nine games. So we will, uh, we'll talk at you early in the week to preview uh, the Auburn game. And yeah, man, go dogs, sick them. Go dogs. Hey, George is better now. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.